0: We commence by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Creator, Nourisher, Cherisher, Sustainer, Provider, Protector, Curer of one and all, the one in whose hands lies the absolute control of every single aspect of existence. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us every form of goodness and may He protect us from every form of evil. Complete blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the best of creation, his entire household, all his companions. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless them all and may he bless every single one of us. And may he grant us the intercession of this blessed creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment. Brothers and sisters, a beautiful Friday, one of the Jum'a of the month of Ramadan. I always make mention of the gift of Allah upon us. We are in the house of Allah. We are within the month of Ramadan, we are within a day known as a Friday and at the same time within a time of that particular day that is perhaps the most blessed of the day. So, so many blessings, alhamdulillah, we thank Allah and we ask Him to soften our hearts to make us from those who can become better people and who can become closer to Him as the days pass rather than people who distance themselves from their own maker as they are getting closer to Him in terms of the closeness of death. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us the day we die and may He grant a good death to those who are on the verge of death. And may He cure those who are sick and ill. May He grant mercy to those who have passed away. Amen. Brothers and sisters, I had promised last night that we would continue with the pearls of peace. And we had made mention of something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Furqan. And that is the surah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent down to us as a gift together with the entire Qur'an. And in this surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala towards the end, makes mention of the qualities of the worshippers of the most merciful. He does not say, Ibadullahi, but he says, rahman. And you know, for your information, something very very interesting. When our children are born, we all search for names. And we all want good names. And we all would like to say, let's name them this and let's name them that. MashaAllah, everyone is interested in giving a beautiful name. Remember, Muhammad s.a.w. says, أَحَبُّ الْأَسْمَاءِ إِلَى اللَّهِ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ وَعَبْدُ The most loved names to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are Abdullah and Abdul Rahman. Because they depict the fact that the child is a slave of Allah. Once you become a slave of Allah, you do as he says without questioning. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. So here... Allah is saying the worshippers of the most merciful. That word on its own or that description already depicts that Allah is most merciful. And already depicts that those who want to adopt the command of Allah, they will achieve His mercy. May Allah grant us from His mercy. They have the following qualities. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, verse number 63 and up to the end of the surah. So I will not continue mentioning the verse numbers because they will all be verse number 63 and beyond. Allah says, rahman al The true worshippers of the most merciful are those whom when they walk on earth they walk with humility and humbleness. We touched on it last night and I'd like to repeat it to say when we walk we should not give this Uh, Feeling to others that we are someone who is far higher than them Some people walk with their noses stuck up in the air Some people walk, they don't greet others They don't look at others, they don't smile at others And they do not fulfill the right of the pathway What is the right of the pathway? To lower your gaze and to look at people and to smile at them When you are greeting them, to greet them Lower your gaze meaning from that which you are not supposed to be looking at And Greeting those whom you are supposed to be greeting with a smile. To salim ala kulli arafta wa You greet those whom you know and those whom you don't know. For as long as you know this person is a mu'min, a Muslim, greet them with the Islamic greeting. If they are not a Muslim, it is permissible and even encouraged sometimes to at least greet them or acknowledge them in order to display to them the beauty of Islam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us and may He use us to spread the beautiful deal. Do not be selfish with your religion, my brothers and sisters. Remember, there are people out there who are hungry to learn about Islam. They know the wrong things about the religion. It's up to us to prove that they are wrong. You know when people say something about you that is wrong? Over time, what happens? Your character, your conduct, the way you handle things, the way you come across, will prove them wrong. In the same way, holistically, we have a difficulty with the ummah, where on the global level, people think very bad about Islam. It is a religion, according to them, of war and of blood and of really, you know, difficulty and issues and so on. We need to prove them wrong by being the best of people, following the same Islam. That's enough. So more than going out to actually spread the word, which is also important, our character will speak volumes. Look at the business dealings of those in Far East Asia. That is what spread the deal. They were the worshippers of Allah who went on a business mission. But because their honesty was very very manifest in their dealings and their uprightness and their fair dealings, what happened? People turned to Islam. Today you have a country like Indonesia with the largest Muslim population. Whereas Islam was spread through the root of businessmen and so on. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. So Allah says... They are the ones whom when they walk on earth, they walk with humility, humbleness. Whether you're driving, whether you're walking, whether you're talking, whatever it is, make sure you come across a humble person. Even if you are perhaps the wealthiest or the most good-looking or perhaps the most knowledgeable or whatever else Allah has gifted you with, remember, when you are coming across to others, make sure you are humble. You are just one more of the rest of people. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us humility and humbleness and may He let that humility... Be a sign for our success and be a lesson for the others. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala use us to spread the deen. Then Allah says, when the foolish try to speak to those worshippers of the most merciful, then the worshippers of Allah they just respond by saying salaman. That means peace. What this would mean is when people who are foolish, when people who are ignorant try to talk to you, when really when A fool is trying to talk to you. You know the English saying, they say, never argue with a fool, people might not notice the difference. In Islam, they go one step higher, us as Muslims. We say, with a fool, just give them a message of peace. Allahu Akbar. You all know the meaning of the term salam. When the foolish talk to you, give them a message of peace. Tell them, peace be upon you. And then go away. Perhaps that would act as a dua for them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. And a lot of us make a mistake. What is the mistake? We get drawn into debate and discussion that is absolutely futile, coming from a source that is totally foolish. So this is why, remember something, do not allow yourself to get drawn into debate and discussion that is futile it will divert you from what your, your main responsibilities are towards Allah and towards those human beings around you, such as your family members and the others. Because you are busy with something that is taking away your happiness, you perhaps cannot sleep because you're upset, you're angry, your health deteriorates because you wasted your time talking to a group of fools. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. And may He protect us. Remember, these words are describing a true believer of Allah. So, if Allah is telling you that if you are a true believer of Allah, stay away from the foolish. Don't waste your time with people who are not genuine by talking to them unnecessarily. Yes, if it is necessary or you are greeting and so on, Alhamdulillah, you need to know where to put the full stop. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant that ability to us. Then he continues in the next verse Those who spend their nights. Those who spend their nights for the sake of their Rabb. The term Rabb does not have an English equivalent, but what I said at the beginning of this talk, nourisher, cherisher, sustainer, provider, and so on, is all included in the term Rabb. The one who created, and the one who subsequently has absolute control of everything, and always had that control. He's known as Rabbun. So Allah says, those who spend their nights, those who spend their nights for their Rabb, for their maker in prostration, And standing up in Salah. And what we said, and I'd like to repeat it, my brothers and sisters, we are weak. Some of us don't even get up for Salatul Fajr, which is a responsibility, which is a farad, which is a sin not to get up for. But at the same time, let us say, brothers and sisters, this verse should at least encourage us to get up for Salatul Fajr. Brothers and sisters, nothing should stop you from getting up for your maker, the one who gave you your life, the one who gave you your eyes and your mind and your health, and the one who gave you your sustenance, the one in whose hands lies, lies absolute control of every goodness that you are searching for. How then can we find ourselves sleeping when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is calling us, come towards success. We are looking for success everywhere besides the place that we are being called to in order to achieve that success. Amazing. And mu'mineen hear it often. We know it off by heart. We hear it so beautifully. You know the tunes are so hair-raising sometimes with the adhan that we will say, MashaAllah this sounds like Makkah and this sounds like Medina. But brother, you don't read salah at all. So what's the point of saying what it sounds like? May Allah protect us. So remember the success, you need to spend the time at least for your Rabb, a little bit of it. Brothers and sisters, I am appealing to you to get up for Salatul Fajr. Notice the difference in your lives, my brothers and sisters. Over and above that, once in a while. And I'm talking to people like us who are weak. You know, we don't always get up for Tahajjud, Masha'Allah. So once in a while, let's set our clocks. Not just when you have a problem. Set your clock. For what time? Four o'clock in the morning, in our part of the world. And just say, Ya Allah, just for you. No one knows, me and you. So the clock rings, you turn it off after sitting up. The problem with us is the clock rings and whilst our eyes are closed, we bang on the thing and it's off. Before you know it, everyone is getting up for work. And then you say, but I set my clock. Hey shaytan, Audhu billah. It's too late to say Audhu billah after the sun rises. Remember that. You need to say Audhu billah. When the clock rings, say, rajim Get up, Alhamdulillah, and switch that clock off and then you know that you are up. May Allah سبحانه وتعالى grant some of the scientists from amongst us the ability to come up with an apparatus that has a spring at the back where you cannot sleep when the time of fajr comes. It just springs you up and darts you. May Allah سبحانه وتعالى grant that to us. It's possible, I think it's coming. Looking at the way technology is progressing I'm sure you will have that very soon where it's just a little spring you put on your back if you're a true mu'min. And what will happen is, come time for salah, and it comes straight up. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us and grant us ease and goodness. So this is the quality of a true believer. Once in a while set your clock, get up, read two rakats of salah, see how it feels. Believe me that feeling will be so beautiful that you will get back to it. You know, mashallah, when you have had something so beautiful and energizing, there comes a time when you want to go back. Hey, you know what? Let's go back there. Mashallah. Why? It was too beautiful. I felt so good. So then you'll set your clock twice a week. And inshallah, then you can progress between you and Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us at least the beginning, at least the start. Come on, my brothers and sisters. Like I always say, if it was for our favorite football match or this or that, we always would get up at an odd hour because we want to know and we want to see. And we want to make sure we don't miss out. With Allah We are missing out every day And he calls out Is there anyone calling out to me I can answer Is there anyone seeking forgiveness I can And we are sleeping every day Okay if we've slept a few days It's fine But every day Come on get up One of the days and say Ya Allah I'm there I heard about your call And I can feel it Ya Allah Here I am May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Bless us and open our doors Then It's very important for us to know That abstention from sin Yes We will try our best but you need protection from shaitan, and so do I. Because shaitan's ultimate aim is to get me cast into hellfire with him. Like Allah says, I will fill Jahannam or hellfire with you, O oh devil, and anyone who follows you. So shaitan wants his party to be very big, and he's trying to get us to vote for him. This is the problem. He's trying to get us to join his party. And so he comes in so many ways. It's important that you don't only rely on your own energies and your own mind. Make dua to Allah. He is the one who owns your mind and your energies. So he is the one who can save you from the fire of Jahannam. So the next verse. The true believers do not just rely on themselves. I'm a strong man. I'm a mashallah, I'm pious. I make my five salah in the first stuff. That is arrogance. You never ever think that way. A true believer always thinks he's not done enough. That's a true believer. So now... والذين يقولون رب نصرف عنا عذاب جهنم إن عذابها كان غرامة. Those who constantly make a du'a, oh Allah, keep away from us, divert from us the the, fun, the fire of hell. Or the punishment of hell. For indeed, it is definitely very painful. It is very severe. And it is a very bad residence and abode. Who wants to go to hellfire? None of us. So rely, yes, on the ability Allah has bestowed upon you. But on top of that, make sure you call out to Allah. Because without His acceptance, nobody can abstain from being thrown. Or nobody can be protected from being thrown into hellfire. May Allah protect us. So, If we are true believers, you want peace, comfort in life, remember how to speak, remember how to walk, remember how to call out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and remember to stand up at night, at least sometimes, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then, something very important, a lot of people don't have peace because they overspend. I'm earning 5,000 rands and I spend 7,000 rands a month. I can only afford a rented house of 5,000, but I'm, I've got a loan and I'm renting a house of 10,000. Foolish, very foolish. So this is why financial budgeting and the economics of it all is part and parcel of the qualities of a true believer. You know your pocket and the size of it, so whatever you want to buy should be cut according to the size of your pocket. Very important. Today, we follow the latest technology. So I cannot afford the new S5 that just came out last night, I cannot afford it, but, look at everybody looking at me, subhanallah. (laughs) Don't worry, we're still sitting at S4, subhanallah. I just wanted to catch your attention there. So to be honest with you, we cannot afford it, but we follow it. I want it, so I'm following it. So you save up money, and there's no food at home, but you have an S4. What's it? Allahu Akbar. People are doing this, believe me. And you know what? You really cannot afford rental, but at the same time, you're going and eating out every single day. What's what's happening? Where have you budgeted? That's not a true believer. Allah says you won't have peace. We're looking for peace here. Allah's given us the ingredients of peace. Allahu Akbar. Those whom, when they spend, they neither overspend nor are they stingy. Like we say, sometimes you know, the man goes home and his wife says. You know what? We need some bread. He says, no, don't be wasteful. Didn't you hear the sheikh today? We need some milk. Don't be wasteful. My brother, these are necessities. You must spend where you're supposed to. A foolish person is he who spends where he's not supposed to and where he is supposed to, he doesn't have anything or he doesn't want to spend even if he has. So foolish. So let us start budgeting because you need to know that when you budget correctly, you lead a very happy life. When you are happy, To acknowledge your financial status, you will be far happier than a person who is eyeing out something far higher than his affordability. And at the same time, he is dying of, you know, this feeling in his heart that he's losing out. Yet Allah says, that's not for you, O my worshiper. We've kept you on a lower financial level. So be happy with the booba that you're having rather than wanting to go for coke. May Allah protect us and grant us ease and goodness. I know the people of Cape Town will probably know what I'm saying. May Allah grant us ease uh, I tasted it some time back and really enjoyed it. And I thought something worth mentioning. <laughs> My brothers and sisters, so when we are spending, are we ready inshallah to make a promise to ourselves that we will spend according to the size of our pocket and keep some for a rainy day? That is something that is a quality of a true believer. And remember something, when we are spending, do not only spend on what you would like to spend upon, spend on that which Allah has ordained. Allah asks you, look, I've given you 100,000 rands. All you got to do is two and a half thousand, just give it to the poor people out there. And we say, but you know what, that's quite a big figure. Come on, can we not slip some of the zeros off there? That's not fair. Remember to be generous. مَا Nobody's wealth has ever depleted because they were charitable. Never ever. So be charitable. Allah says, we'll give you more. You know, it's common sense. Allah is the greatest. The example I'm about to give you is something just to bring it closer to our minds you know when you have a little child, and if you give him five rands, and then he comes back to you and he says, You know what, uncle? I've got a 50 rand note here. You have this. Those who are wealthy and they they are touched by this gesture will probably take out 500 rands and say, Son, take it. It's like a a joke that someone sent me on WhatsApp. And it was very interesting because there was a beggar that came out begging you, saying, No, who's going to give for the sake of Allah? Who's going to give for the sake of Allah? So one man came out and said, Right, take two dollars. So an old man came and said, how much did he give you? Whilst the other guy was watching. So he said, two dollars. He said, right, take five. That man said, what? You think I can't give five? He said, here, take 10. So then he looks at him, he says, no, take 20. Until they got to the hundred dollar bill. So the old man, the second man, he comes, he says, this guy gave you 50, take 100. So then that man says, well, you know, he looks at his pocket and the beggar looks at him and says, don't worry, you are the most generous person I've ever seen. And he looks at the old man, he says, dad, let's go home. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. May He open our doors. Really. This is happening in society where we spend in order to show off sometimes. So we get nabbed. Rather spend for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like I was saying, when you are generous, a generous person will want to give you more. Do you know Allah is the most generous? The examples we give can never ever match the generosity of Allah. Allah. So give out and you will find barakah and blessings, maybe not in cash, but in something that is priceless in your life. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us softness in our hearts. May He make us reach out to one another in whatever way possible. So, brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says three qualities that are made mention of in this verse, number 68. <laughs> Those who do not associate partners with Allah. They do not call out to anything or anyone besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Which means, they do not render an act of worship to anyone besides Allah. Number one. Number two is, those who do not commit murder. So they don't kill others. They do not commit murder. And those who do not commit adultery. These three are mentioned together. Adultery is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made mention of in this particular verse. And immediately after that, because there are people sometimes who might falter, and there are people sometimes who might make mistakes, so that you and I do not lose hope in the mercy of Allah. Look, these qualities are paused for a moment. Allah pauses at that point, And He diverts to a new topic. And then He comes back to the topic. So what is the pause for? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, For those who have these three qualities or... For those who want to engage in these three things, a severe punishment is prepared for them. Then he says, The exception is made of he or she who repents to Allah and does good deeds thereafter. For such people, Allah will convert their bad deeds into good deeds on the right side of the scale in order for those bad deeds to be converted and come handy on the day of qiyamah as good deeds. So when we engage in repentance, what will happen? The bad deeds we've done in the past. On condition that we do good deeds thereafter, they will be converted into good deeds. Allahu Akbar. This is the mercy of Allah. Like I say, you owe someone a hundred thousand dollars, for example, and you tell him, Look, you know what? I'm sorry. He tells you, don't worry. Here's another 100,000. Can they do that? Nobody would do that. Well, I, if you know him, please, at least tell me who he is. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us benefit, really from one another. But Allah is much more merciful. Allah says, you did bad all your life. The day you repented to me, the day you turned to me, And you change your life. All the evil you did in the past. I'm not just going to delete it. I want to give you something far beyond the weight of the bad you did. We've actually now converted it into good for you. Allahu Akbar. So you come on the day of Qiyamah and you've seen so many good deeds and you don't know. My brothers and sisters, can there be any blessed moment more than the one we are in right now? to turn to Allah. Let's make a resolve in our hearts. Ya Allah, the bad I've done in my life, gone behind my back. Today, now, here, I change it for your sake, Ya Allah. No more bad and evil. Convert the bad that was done in the past into good for me, Ya Allah. So that when I come on the day of judgment, I sail straight through by your mercy. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us and may He grant us from His mercy. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then, after having made mention of the issue of tawbah, you see, He made mention of the punishment and He made mention of the people who engage in these three sins I just made mention of, and he paused for a moment or he changed the topic to tawbah. This would also mean that one of the qualities of a true believer is that he or she constantly engages in tawbah, constantly. One of the best things you could do for yourself is to repent and to repeat the repentance more than a hundred times a day. It's a sunnah. The Prophet Muhammad ﷺ said, Perfect. He did not need to repent. He did nothing that would require repentance. But every day, up to one hundred times, he used to say, "Oh Allah, forgive me." Imagine, "Oh Allah, forgive me." With us, a week goes by, a Ramadan goes by, we've barely said, "Ya Allah, forgive me," even once. And if we have, we just say, stuck for Allah, stuck for Allah, stuck for Allah. without even knowing what it says. I always say, if you hear clearly what you say, if you were just to utter, you know what it, you know what you end up saying? Stuck for life. May Allah protect us. Really? Yes? That's what we So then we are stuck for life because we don't know. We're paying lip service to a huge act of worship known as istighfar. It is seeking forgiveness of Allah. How can you pay lip service to seeking forgiveness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? May He not catch us in His court. Rather, may He forgive us and grant us mercy. May He grant us the intercession of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then makes mention of a few more brilliant points. Obviously, the entire Quran is full of brilliant points. We are just raising a few. You want peace? Allah says, (laughs) Those who do not bear false witness and they don't waste their time with falsehood. And at the same time, whenever there is anything futile, waste of time, they stay away from it. If something is a waste of time, and you have a quality of staying away from it. You will be at much more peace, both in the dunya and the akhira, than a person who loves that which is a waste of time. Futile. You neither gained anything, nor did you really perhaps lose anything. But what you did lose is your precious time. You could have utilized that in something beneficial. Imagine you have a business, and this is a typical example. You have a thriving business in the middle of Cape Town. And come up the peak, for example month end, During the end of the year, all the shops are open, everyone's doing business and you decide, you know what, let me close it. By closing it, you're neither going to make a profit nor a loss. But you're losing out on business. That is the peak, subhanallah. So what happens to us? We have time. And the time, for example, in Ramadan, we're busy sitting with computer games. And we sit with these computer games whole day. Others are reading Quran and they're getting a 700-fold reward for that. Others are giving out charities, reaching out to the poor. Where are we? We're playing computer games. Hey, did you check the new game on Tango, man? Allahu Akbar. It's a reality. That's what's happening. May Allah protect us. I see very few people know about it. That's a good sign. mashallah. My brothers and sisters, technology can drive you away from Allah if you don't know how to use it. Wallahi, technology can really send you into the trap of the devil if you don't know how to use it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the best use of technology so that we can benefit one another rather than result in the destruction of one another. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says something that I need and you need. Those whom. True believers, the true worshippers of Allah, those whom when they are reminded of Allah, they are reminded of something. You know, brother, you are wrong. You know, brother, you are right. Or you know, brother, this is what should happen. This is what you should not do, my sister. When they are reminded of something, they do not turn a blind eye or a deaf ear to it, but they take it and they change themselves. How many of us would like to achieve peace? Well, when you are reminded of goodness and abstention from bad, then we better feel good about it and say, Ya Allah, I take it and I'm going to change That is the true quality of a believer. Allahu Akbar. We want peace, we will feel it immediately. Do you know when a person is involved in sin, the minute they decide or they declare that I don't want to do this anymore, they have some soothing feeling in their hearts because it's a sign of belief and iman. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala soothe our hearts. May He keep us content and full of peace. So remember one thing, whenever we are reminded, don't feel bad. Today people are reminded, Brother, why don't you read Salah correctly? Hey, who do you think you are? I'll teach you how to read. Allahu Akbar. These are statements people say out of arrogance. Don't. You say, Jazakallah khair. Thank you very much. Shukran for correcting me. I really appreciate it. And that's how a mu'min should be. Have good words. Have the most beautiful words. For all we would know, that person is teaching us to get closer to Allah. And we're getting upset. Allahu Akbar. Imagine, Allah sent a gift to us in the form of someone to remind us so that we get closer to Allah and we're telling them, go to hell. Allahu Akbar. Who will end up going to hell? It's us if we do that. May Allah protect us from this type of behavior. So at the end, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of one powerful dua. What is the dua? All of us are affected by the choice we make for a spouse. You make the wrong decision for marriage, you may be doomed. Allahu Akbar. You know they say, I was a free man until I got married. I was jailed for life. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not make us from those who say that. Really. We should be from amongst those who say, I got married and I'm the happiest person. Alhamdulillah, I've got children and now they're grown up and I'm the happiest still. So like we say, do not rely on your intellect. Sometimes you might think, I want to marry this person. You know, mashallah. Mashallah, I want to marry this person for whatever reason. And Allah keeps it away from you. Because Allah knows it's not good for you. And you think, no ways, I'm depressed because I can't marry them. And Allah says, but we're doing a favor for you. Sometimes people are allowed to taste a little bit of it. 30 days later, divorce. That's if you're lucky. Some of them, three days later. May Allah protect us. Wallahi, it's the the order of the day. It's the crisis that all parents are facing at the moment where children are coming up with some weird ideas sometimes and you tell them, no, they are on on antidepressants. Have you heard of something called Prozac? I'm sure you have. May Allah protect us. Really. It is messing our minds up only because we cannot surrender to the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, The true believers are the ones who constantly say, o oh Allah, bestow us, grant us, or bestow us with, with what? with wives or spouses as well as children who will be the means of the coolness of our eyes, ya Allah. Repeat the dua. رَبَّنَا مِنْ أَزْوَاجِنَا وَذُرِّيَّاتِنَا أَعْيُنُ وَجَعَلْنَا إِمَامًا And make us the leaders of the righteous. And Allah ends these verses beautifully by saying, أُولَٰئِكَ الْغُرْفَةَ Those are the people who will be granted a special ghurfa, a special abode, a special high rank in paradise because of their endurance. Because they endured. And Allah says, وَيُلَقَّوْنَ فِيهَا تَحِيَّةً وَسَلَامًا They will be greeted therein. They will be received therein with greetings of peace. Subhanallah, look at such peace. All these verses we mentioned today are indeed the source of peace in the dunya as well as the akhirah. Allah says such people will dwell in the heavens forever and ever. They will never regret their endurance, their sabr, their abstention from haram, and their fighting their nafs in order to obey the instruction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May He make us from those who have inner and outer peace both in the dunya as well as in the akhirah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a good ending to this beautiful month of Ramadan with total and absolute forgiveness. May He make us from those who change our lives until we meet again inshallah. We say wa 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 ala nabina Muhammad.